What's up, party animals? Mandalore here with another study minute presented by Fantasy Cruncher. As always, I got three topics for you. First, Sep6877. That's your winner of the 100K yesterday. And he did it with three sub 10 percenters. I'll show you exactly how. Topic number two correlation between opponents rather than teams in NBA? If you play out different scenarios in NBA, there are times where, you know, stacking opponents with some of your guys is actually pretty profitable. I'll explain to you why. And topic number three, FanDuel down this morning for maintenance. I was kind of hoping we got banned somehow. I have to play that Bobo site. Anyway, all that and more in the study minute, baby. Let's go. Sep 6877. Yeah, 100K Richard today, man. Uh, hope that's hit your account already. <laughs> 100K using three sub 10 percenters. Did it in style, baby. He beat 1 800 Eddie from the Osimo crew, who plays second and fourth, by about three points. Sep scored 334 yesterday. Pretty, pretty good score. Probably the best I've seen across the entire site. Used R.J. Barrett and Spencer Dinwiddie. I think the chalk stopped right there for him. <laughs> Two really good plays. Barrett had 39 in what was a blowout win over Atlanta. Dinwiddie had 45 in the overtime game against New Orleans. Outside of that, didn't use much of any, any chalk, really. DeAndre Hunter, 33.25. Cody Zeller, one of the sub-10 percenters. He was at 10%, 9.9 to be exact. He scored 37, came a rebound shy of a double-double. Jared Allen at about 9% scored 43. Again, overtime game there. Trey Young, by the way, scored 42 real points, equating to 61 fantasy points. Did not get any double-double. Had just eight assists and four rebounds. He had seven three-pointers in the game in a 23-point loss. <laughs> Skill game, Trey. Uh, Sabonis had 45, double-double. And Jackson Hayes also came two rebounds shy of a double in his game, even though that went to overtime. This could have been even better, right? So many guys missed double-doubles in here that this could have been even better, which is scary to think. The contrarian route wins again. Yeah, you still get probably the good chalk in. Barrett, Dinwiddie, outside of that, no one from that Lakers team at all had no Dwight, had no JaVale, had no LeBron, and was still able to take down the tournament. He was able to fit in guys around that price range that did the same thing. Jackson Hayes was his pivot. He had 29, outscoring both JaVale and Dwight. I think a little bit cheaper, too. Cody Zeller had a humongous game, too. Again, coming a rebound shy of a double-double. So he was able to get away from these guys. DeAndre Hunter also had 33. He was able to get away from these guys at similar price tags to the chalk and have a really, really good night. 1-800-Eddie came three points behind. Shout-out to him. Used Trey Young, RJ Barrett, Joe Harris, Sabonis, McGee, Dinwiddie, Bogdanovich, and Lonzo Ball. So a much more chalkier build. He was able to come in in second and fourth for about 50K in total. Congrats to him. Congrats to all that made a profit yesterday. If you saw some green, you know what I say, baby. Can't go broke making a profit, friends. And a huge shout out and a huge congratulations to Sep6877 for his 100K. 
Topic number two, uh, correlation between opponents is actually a thing in NBA. So check check this out. for And if you were just to look at basic correlation charts, right, and say, well, I mean, can't assist a opposing player, so that doesn't really work like that. No, but you also cannot really, what, take away their points. For example, um, someone like a Julius Randle and a Mitchell Robinson, if they're on the court at the same time, both can come down with the defensive rebound both can't score at the same time both can't get an assist right the only thing that could happen is one assists to another and the other one scores a basket right to where how often is that going to happen from julius to mitchell anyway anyway uh to, to robinson sorry anyway um what can happen is a quick bucket now can lead to the other team getting the ball back and you know you can quick bucket back and forth missed shot obviously rebound opportunities to the point where obviously the best case scenario is if they go to overtime both of them have five extra minutes right so speaking of the correlation between teammates look at what we saw yesterday and you could argue that there was you know seven games not enough games to make uh i I believe there were seven games four five six seven six games i believe anyway uh it was, yeah, no, seven, yeah, six games. It was to the point where even though there were six games and this could happen by default, let's take a look at Sepp's lineup real quick. RJ Barrett from the Knicks, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young in that same lineup from Atlanta. Spencer Dinwiddie from Brooklyn. Jackson Hayes from New Orleans. Jared Allen from Brooklyn. So another two and one, right? And if you look at other lineups in the top 10, you start wondering, okay, well, hmm, this is kind of odd because... And and, and granted, there was an overtime game, and one of them was the overtime game, Jared Allen, Dinwiddie, and Jackson Hayes. I understand that. Uh, But is there correlation between going back and forth so often? So... There was no overtime in the Atlanta-New York Knicks game. It was a huge blowout. But look at the score, 143 to 120, right? And if you guys are going back and forth that much and the pace is so fast, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young are going to have tons of opportunity and seem pretty correlated without being on the same team. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same way the correlation in NBA happens The people that say minutes correlation because of an overtime game, the whole game gets five extra minutes, so they're all kind of correlated. You should play them together because if it goes to overtime, you have a really nice spot for multiple players in your lineup. Well, it doesn't have to be just overtime. What if the pace greatly exceeds what we thought it was going to be, like the Knicks-Hawks game? Then R.J. Baird, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young, Mitchell Robinson, all these guys can go ham even if the game isn't really close, right? And it's things like this that kind of keep popping up that we don't really see sometimes, right? That makes you start wondering, okay, now is is this actually true? Is there any way we can target something like this, right? Sabonis to McGee in 1-800-Eddie's lineup. You had Trey Young and RJ Barrett in that same lineup as well. You had uh, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, 
and Lonzo Ball in that lineup. So I, I, I don't know, just kind of focusing on one or two games, most of these lineups up top. Again, granted, one of them was the overtime game. It's, it's, it's something to think about, and it's not just same team correlation that happens in NBA. At least I don't think so. Topic number three, if you woke up this morning and you can't access your FanDuel account, you're banned. You're actually not banned. They are down for maintenance. That's what someone told me. They haven't even tweeted anything. At least I haven't found the tweet. But hey, you know what? I'll take I'll take a band. I'll take a why not, you know? I'll take I'll take a band from FanDuel. <laughs> Too funny. Um it's it's I hope they're doing maintenance to kind of fix some stuff that needs fixing, right? Because every time I see a maintenance on one of these sites, nothing changes. We just go back, the lobby's still there, I join the same way, nothing happens. So why not just go over some stuff that I would like to see changed on FanDuel, right? Speaking of maintenance, how about we get a new, a revamped history page? Have you guys tried to access your history page on FanDuel? This is by far the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so buggy. You can't search really by contest, kind of. Like, it's, it's, it's just so bad, you know? It gives you like by entry, a history by entry. Like that's the worst way to give an entry page. Before it was still bad, but you could, I don't know if you guys remember, you could search by time frame or like dates. I'd rather take that now than what it is now. So please fix this. Horrendous. Also fix your lineup, the way we, the way we sweat contests. If I were to go in a contest, I can't search my names. I have to go page by page, right? I have the little my entries thing, but I still got to go page by page. I can't search for any one of my friends to see how they're doing, so I can't sweat their lineups either unless you're somehow in the top 10. Make sweating a little bit better. FanDuel won't listen to this, but if they did, if there's someone out there in the FanDuel team that's by accident stumbled across this podcast, please, one time, man, one time, make it make it enjoyable. Oh, let me get some of that. Uh, let me get that API, friend. I'm trying to, trying to use lineup study with some Fanduel stuff, so you know I can get better and my friends can get better. Anyway, Fanduel down for maintenance. Don't don't go cray cray. Thank you guys for listening. If you could rate, like, and subscribe, that'd be fantastic. If you want to write a nice review on how great I look each day on stream, that'd be great too. You want to catch the stream? That's twitch.tv slash mlaura. You want to check out some YouTube videos, catch some nice highlights, all condensed. They're on the YouTube, the Study Minute YouTube. So just search Study Minute on YouTube. If you don't want to do any of that and you don't want to support me at all, terrible friend, terrible listener, fine. I still accept you because my heart opens is open to everyone. Just download the same podcast tomorrow. Catch you guys then.